Part 2. Chapter 6, Wednesday, January 16th. Evelyn Torres is my boss. She is middle-aged, like me, and I have reported to her for seven years. She is not a CPA. Thanks, Raymond. Have a seat. I sit in the only other chair in her office. I angle my feet slightly to the left, careful to avoid the glue trap on the floor. So I got an angry call from Hellmel this morning. What's going on? I'm used to this question. They aren't responding to my audit requests. What did you ask them? Just the standard document list. You're on the emails. Okay. They said you were there yesterday? Yes, finally, for the entrance conference. It took them three months to respond. Evelyn smirks slightly. Who was at the meeting? Just me and their director of finance. She wasn't prepared. What did you discuss? I asked questions about their board. There are five board members and four are named Lawrence. I asked if they were related to the executive director. And are they? Yes, all of them. And the executive director is also the board chair. And the director of finance is one of the board members' sister. Interesting. She says this calmly, but I have her attention. What else? I was there twice, but I didn't see any clients there either time. Why were you there twice? I originally scheduled the entrance conference for two weeks ago. I went all the way to Brooklyn, but they didn't show up. The building was dark. Here, look. I pull out my phone and show her the hello and sorry email chain. She smirks again. Okay, and what time were your meetings? I refer to my notebook. The first time was Monday, January 7th at 2.20. And yesterday I was there from 11 until noon. Evelyn turns to her computer and types loudly. Then she turns her screen around so I can see the Hell No website. It says here that they are open from 4 to 8 on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and 2 to 6 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I feel myself flush slightly. I hadn't thought of that. So tread lightly, please, Raymond. Ask what you need to ask, but I don't need to tell you that this group is very well connected. She points again to her computer screen. Just above the Hell No office hours is a picture of L. Lawrence standing between the mayor and the Brooklyn Borough President. They are all smiling. When is your next meeting with Hell No? It isn't scheduled yet. They need to send me the rest of the documents. Okay. I will call them now and ask them to send along the outstanding information. Please copy me on all your email exchanges going forward. And the next time you go on site, please bring someone with you. Okay. I suggest that you set up time with our contract staff also. This will help you better understand our contract and the types of services that Hell No provides. Sure. Thanks, Raymond. How are things otherwise? How are the boys? Oh, they're good. Getting big. Any new pictures? I pull up a recent picture on my phone and hand it to her. She smiles. Beautiful. How big is the tank? 100 gallons. Wow, that must take up most of your living room. It does. She hands me back my phone and pulls out her own. Here's a new one of Petunia. Oh. 
Petunia is her pug. Its face is flat and ugly, not graceful like my fish. I smile politely and she puts her phone away. Well, keep me posted, please, Raymond. And be careful with the F word. She means fraud. I leave her office, closing the door behind me. I will talk to our contract staff next. Stephanie, the contract analyst, is 23 at best. She wears earbuds to block out the noise from the office and doesn't hear me when I approach her cubicle. I say, hi, Stephanie, to announce myself, and she jumps at the sound of my voice. Uh oh hi, hi, Raymond, sorry. I was just really concentrating. Sure. Sorry to interrupt. Do you have a minute? Um, sure? She points to the empty chair in her cubicle and I sit down. There are piles of paper everywhere. Thank you. I'm conducting an audit of Hellno's contract from two years ago. Is that part of your portfolio? No, yes, but I wasn't two years ago. I wasn't here then? She ends each sentence as though it were a question. I hope she doesn't negotiate contracts. Okay, but are you familiar with the organization? Yes, they're a grassroots organization in Brooklyn. Their founder is L. Lawrence, and he is a former gang member, but now he helps the community. I knew this much already. And what do we pay them to do? Um, hold on. She turns to her computer and rings up the contract. There is a yellow puffy Pikachu sticker stuck to her monitor. They teach life skills for at-risk youth, and they offer tutoring. They also provide empowerment training? What's that? Oh, well... She turns back to the contract. Uh, it just says provide empowerment training. She turns slightly pink. I see. And you oversee this contract? Yes, well, I review their invoices and their budget modifications. And I make sure they complete their required organizational documents, such as charities registration and tax return. Okay. And did they? Did they what? Complete their charities registration and tax return. Oh. She turns back to her computer. No, actually, they're late on that. I knew this already. But they requested an extension. This I didn't know. May I get a copy of the extension, please? And also copies of their invoices? Sure. I will send you the file link. Thank you, Stephanie. I switch topics. So how long have you worked for the city? Almost six months. I guessed correctly. What did you do previously? I graduated from Sarah Lawrence. I majored in poverty studies and racial inequities. Another Lawrence. I smile politely. I also had an internship last year at a nonprofit research foundation, but that ended badly. She turns pink again and looks uncomfortable. Really? How so? Well, their controller was murdered, and my boss was a murderer. You might have seen it in the post. Pennywise clown kills Pennywise accountant. I am both surprised and intrigued. I read about that. You were there? Yes, I was there. She grimaces and looks down at the floor. I decide to let it go. Well, thank you, Stephanie. This was helpful. 
and I hope you have a more positive experience here. She looks at me uncertainly. I smile politely and walk back to my cubicle. Then I do another Google search of hell no. Chapter 7 January 17th, 9 o'clock a.m. From Raymond Lee to jjones at hellno.org Copy Evelyn Torres Dear Miss Jones, my supervisor, Evelyn Torres, spoke to you yesterday about the outstanding information that I requested for the audit. Can you please forward all documents by COB today? Thank you. Sincerely, Raymond Lee, CPA. January 17, 9.20 a.m. From J. Jones at hellno.org to Raymond Lee. Copy Evelyn Torres, L. Lawrence at hellno.org. Dear Mr. Lee, I apologized. I typed this yesterday, but I must have forgotten to hit send. Please see all documents attached. Jocelyn Jones, Director of Finance. January 17th, 9.21 a.m. from Raymond Lee to J. Jones at hellno.org. Evelyn Torres, L. Lawrence at hellno.org. Miss Jones, the attachments did not come through. Can you please send again? Raymond Lee, CPA. January 17th, 1.54 p.m. from J. Jones at hellno.org to Raymond Lee, see Evelyn Torres, L. Lawrence at hellno.org. Here it is again, Jocelyn Jones, Director of Finance. January 17th, 1.56 p.m. from Raymond Lee to J. Jones at hellno.org. Copy Evelyn Torres, L. Lawrence at hellno.org. Miss Jones, the attached documents are illegible. I will come on site to review tomorrow. Please let me know your availability after 3 o'clock p.m. Thank you. Raymond Lee, CPA. January 17th, 4.59 p.m. From J. Jones at hellno.org to Raymond Lee. Copy Evelyn Torres, L. Lawrence at hellno.org. I apologize. I used too much hand sanitizer prior to scanning the documents. 3 o'clock is fine. Thank you for your patience. Jocelyn Jones, Director of Finance. Chapter 8, Friday, January 18th. It is 3.20 and I am back at Hell No with Jocelyn Jones and Stephanie, the contract analyst. Both watch intently as I read through the untidy pile of bank statements that Jocelyn placed on the card table. We sit in metal folding chairs and Stephanie's chair squeaks as she shifts back and forth. I read silently and make notes in my notebook. At 3.30, Jocelyn clears her throat. I look up and make eye contact, but she looks away and pretends to cough. Her discomfort is expected. Few can tolerate an auditor's silence. I turn to a new page in my notebook and continue to write. I stop writing at 3.55. Thank you for providing these documents, Miss Jones. I have a few questions. Of course. I hold up one of the bank statements and point to the address. This is not the hell no business address. Where were these statements sent? That is Mr. Lawrence's home address. Which Lawrence? L. Lawrence, our CEO founder. I make a large asterisk in my notebook. 
Can you explain, please, why the bank statements are mailed to his home address? Jocelyn's face freezes with dislike. Is that a problem? It's unusual, Miss Jones. If he receives the bank statements directly, he could potentially hide transactions from the rest of the organization. It's an internal control weakness. I see. I will have to ask him and get back to you. The director of finance should know that. I make a note in my notebook and continue. And the bank statements. I hold up the January statement. I see large, round cash withdrawals every month, like this one, for example. I point to a withdrawal of $20,000. And this one also. I turn to the next page on the bank statement and point to a withdrawal of $12,000. What are these? Those could be the payroll checks. But there is no description for the transaction. They are either bank checks or cash withdrawals. I slide the bank statement across the card table so she can examine it. We use bank checks sometimes to pay our employees. That is again unusual, Miss Jones. Do you use a payroll processor? Yes, we use ADP. So I would expect that legitimate paychecks would be processed through ADP, not paid by bank check. Jocelyn's face freezes again at the word legitimate. Stephanie's eyes widen, and she looks back and forth between me and Jocelyn. I ignore Stephanie and hold eye contact with Jocelyn. Jocelyn doesn't look away this time. Instead, she smooths her expression into a plastic smile. Well, well I could be mistaken, Mr. Lee. Again, this was before my time. I'll have to do some research and get back to you. Of course. I take back the bank statement and make another large asterisk in my notebook. I glance at my watch. It is 4.15. I'm sorry, do you have time to continue? Yes, it's fine. I nod and make a mental note. So back to the bank statements. I notice that a large number of transactions were paid with a debit card. And is that a problem, Mr. Lee? Not in itself, no, but I will need to see the details. I will give you a list of the items that I would like to see backup for. For each item, please show me the original invoice, the internal approvals for the expense, and where it is recorded in your accounting records. That may take some time. If we don't have the original invoice, is the bank statement enough? No. We need to see the original invoice to prove that the expense is allowable and necessary for the program. I see. She pauses. I'll see what I can find. Thank you. I will send you the list on Monday. I make a note in my notebook and glance again at my watch. And can you describe, please, the types of programs that Helno provides? We offer tutoring and life skill classes after school and empowerment training. What is empowerment training? You can read about it on our website, Mr. Lee. She purses her lips with annoyance, and Stephanie shifts again in her seat. And when are these sessions held? Our service hours are from 4 to 8 on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and 2 to 6 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I see. And where are your clients now? Excuse me? It is 4.30 on Friday, Miss Jones. Are your clients in session now? Jocelyn's face freezes momentarily, and I smile politely. 
Then she recovers. We canceled our session today. Our instructor was ill. She relaxes, pleased with her own cleverness. That is unfortunate. Nothing serious, I hope. I make eye contact again, and she falters. As part of the audit, we will also need to see sign-in sheets for your trainings and group sessions. Do you have these? Excuse me? Sign-in sheets from your clients, so we can verify that the sessions actually happened. You do maintain sign-in sheets, Miss Jones. I'll have to get back to you on that. Of course. I draw a large asterisk in my notebook and underline it three times for emphasis. Both Jocelyn and Stephanie watch as I write. I will be in touch soon with a full list of follow-up items. In the meantime, are these my copies of the bank statements? I reach for the stack. No, I'm sorry. Our copier is still broken. Jocelyn smiles falsely, but I am prepared for this. I match her smile and unzip my briefcase. That's fine. I brought a scanner. I pull out my new portable scanning wand and place it on the card table. Stephanie, would you mind scanning these documents, please? Um, sure. Now Jocelyn gives me a hard stare. I meet her gaze and pass the large pile of papers to Stephanie. The bank statements are two-sided, and Stephanie fumbles with them gracelessly as Jocelyn and I continue to stare at each other. Jocelyn finally blinks first. I give a small, satisfied smile. And while we're here, Miss Jones, we will also scan the documents that you showed me on Tuesday. The general ledger, the bylaws, and the board listings. May we have those, please? Yes, I almost forgot. Jocelyn stands up and walks into the back room. She comes back out with her binder. I have the payroll journals also and our lease. I'm still working on the board minutes. She opens the binder and hands a thick, messy stack to Stephanie. Stephanie emits a dismayed, oh, and adds the papers to her scanning pile. It is after five when Stephanie finishes. Um, Raymond, I think that's everything. Thank you, Stephanie. I pull up the scan file on my laptop to make sure it is legible. I nod my approval and close my laptop. Stephanie utters a relieved noise and hands me back my scanning wand. It is still warm from use. Then she gives the papers back to Jocelyn. I zip my briefcase closed and put on my coat. Thank you, Miss Jones. And are you finished for the week? Yes, I'm going upstate now to see my daughter. I make another mental note. Well, enjoy the weekend. I will send you my follow-up list on Monday. I'm sure you will. Stephanie and I walk out into the cold night. It is already dark. I walk Stephanie to the corner and watch until she disappears down the stairs to the five train. Then I walk back to the McDonald's storefront and order a cheeseburger, small fries, and black coffee. A woman with black hair and a trench coat occupies my usual spot by the window. I choose the stool next to her and lay out my food, allowing my fries to cool. I eat slowly, enjoying my view of hell no. Jocelyn was lying today about canceling the group session, I am certain. Her lies are amateurish at best. As part of my follow-up questions, I will ask her to provide the attendance records of the group instructor. At 6.20, I see the lights go out at hell no. 
Jocelyn walks outside, looks around, and locks the door. I press my cell phone against the window to avoid my reflection and take pictures of Jocelyn leaving. The woman in the trench coat eyes me curiously, smiles, and nods. I nod back and continue eating my fries. Now the woman in the trench coat stands up and walks outside in the same direction as Jocelyn. Intrigued, I hold my cell phone to the window again and take more pictures. It is after 8 when I reach my stop in Jackson Heights. I stop at Starbucks on my walk back from the train and order a venti black coffee and a packet of Madelines. Then I walk two more blocks to my building, unlock the front door, and walk up the four flights of stairs to my apartment. Once inside, I immediately flick on the lights and lock the deadbolt behind me. I place my laptop on the table, hang my coat in the bedroom, and nod hello to my fish. I dip the Madelines in my coffee while waiting for my laptop to boot. I scroll through the camera roll on my phone until my laptop finishes loading. Then I go to the Hell No website and reread the backstory. L. Lawrence is a former gang member who showed extraordinary leadership at a young age. While a teenager, he was wrongly sentenced to prison for crimes he did not commit. He is now a community activist who speaks out against police brutality and government oppression. He formed Hell No five years ago and is committed to making positive changes by providing resources and opportunities for at-risk youth. Say hell no to oppression. I go to the Meet Our Staff page, but there is no mention of Jocelyn Jones. I click to the gallery page and there is a new photo of L. Lawrence posing with the mayor in front of Brooklyn Borough Hall. There is a blurred image of a woman in the background that could be Jocelyn. I expand the picture to get a closer view, but I still can't tell for sure. I check Jocelyn Jones's Facebook page next. She posts carefully angled close-ups of herself every few days. Some show her making rude gestures and are tagged with one or more of her friends' names. The tagged friends respond with comments such as LOL exclamation point exclamation point. L-M-A-O exclamation point exclamation point and yellow laughing emojis. Her last post is from two days ago. I close my browser and take another drink of coffee. Then I pull out my notebook and read through my notes from today. I find my USB port and open the bank statements and the general ledger in separate windows so I can compare them side by side. I reread the January statement twice to be sure then I start a new page in my notebook and write down questions. At 10.30, I decide to take a break. I walk to the kitchen and warm up my coffee in the microwave. Then I open the freezer and select two large shrimp for my fish. I heat the shrimp on thaw for a minute each and drop them into the fish tank. My fish spring to life and take vicious, efficient bites. I watch until they finish and take another sip of my coffee. I have a lot of work to do.